As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Listening to the number one Chicago Bears podcast, unrivaled, unmatched, and unequal. Hogan Johns covering the Bears from CHGO. It's Adam Ho, and from the Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Together, they're the Adams. The Adams converge. The consummate pros. The incomparable Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in Hogan Johns with you uh, into week two of free agency. Feels like it's been two months. Why? Because they haven't done anything. <laughs> You're bored like me? Yeah. You tell me Byron Pringle doesn't do it for you. No, that's the one guy I kind of like. Okay. The I like Lucas Patrick. Yeah, but I think there's certain ceilings here that people have to recognize for these guys. Right. Yeah. I'd... Is Lucas Patrick a slight upgrade over Sam Mustafer? Probably. If you look at some of the... Pro football focus stats, one would argue it's very slight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like He might those. be a bit meaner. That's about it. <laughs> Which is He's fine. mean. He's probably meaner than Sam. Sam's a nice guy. Lucas was a nice guy. Seems to be a nice guy. Meaner yeah, on the field. Nice guy know. off it. Flips that switch. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how it all works out, but not not a whole lot going on for the Bears. We are going to uh, talk about some things anyway, though, uh, with Shield Kapadia. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about some things. Some things. No, Shield Kapadia uh, from The Athletic does a great job covering pretty much everything for the NFL for The Athletic. And, um, you know, he's going to have some thoughts on who these guys are. He was the one that had the rankings of all the free agents before free agency started that we've been kind of going off of. So uh, we're excited to have Shield on today. Got that coming up for you in a few minutes. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. You can uh, find me on CHGO Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. And at allchgo.com. Johns, he's on the athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go to subscribe. Uh, and make sure you find us on YouTube if you haven't already. You can watch these podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. The Hogan Johns YouTube channel 
is what you need to look for. You find it, hit subscribe, hit the notifications, and uh, we appreciate everybody who has found us there. And, of course, always available wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, so they signed a fullback today. He's got a cool name, Blazing Game, right? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Blazing Game? I think that's how you say it. He's been on the Titans. I like fullbacks. I'm all for the fullback. Okay. <laughs> what it's else fine. am I it's supposed fine. to say about it's, it? It's fine. You appreciate some good old hard-nosed, straightforward, downhill running game. I get it. With Blazing Game. Blazing Game. I don't mean to be mocking the guy's name, but the Bears... After what happened with Larry Ogunjobi, they've been very targeted in their free agency approach, and they haven't they haven't broken from it. Call it boring, call it what you want. They obviously have a, a plan and vision, and this is just what it is. Uh, which I'm fine with for the most part, except I just I, well. Here's my question for you. Kevin Fishbane and I have posed this question to each other. We'll have an article up on The Athletic on Wednesday about it. Have the Bears done enough to help Justin Fields? Yeah, my answer is no. That's There's my time. Problem. There's time. Yeah. It's, it's like an overwhelming no at this moment. There's yeah, still time, but, but I don't know, I don't know what, what changes this. Maybe the draft? Yeah, but that's the problem. Like, um... There's time, but are but is there talent? Right, like that list of wide receivers dwindling. Jarvis Landry haven't heard any connection to the Bears, but he's still out there. Other than that, there's not much. Rookies in the draft, fine, it's great. Most rookie wide receivers have an adjustment period. Most rookie wide receivers cannot be line, uh, counted on in week one to line up in the right spot, run the routes perfectly, know how to game plan against the corners they face. And Justin Fields still still needs guys to get open for. Him. I was going to say, not only that, you'll have a rookie in an adjustment period, but you have a quarterback in his own adjustment period learning his second offense in his second year with new offensive coordinator Luke Getze. Yeah. And will that quarterback be protected? Big question mark. At this point in free agency, their lack at move lack of moves at offensive tackle would seemingly tell you that they're okay with Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum. Does it not? Yeah, it kind of does. Especially because I mean the the offensive lineman they're reportedly looking at today, Ryan Bates. At a house hall, restricted free agent. He's a guard. All of four starts a guard. I know. That's another thing. So, again, let's temper our excitement. Looks good on film a little bit, but he legitimately has not played a lot of football or started a lot of football games in the NFL. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's tough to be excited about. And, and here's the thing. I think... I think I mostly am speaking in the same breath as most Bears fans who we interact with on Twitter, social media, listen to this show. I think everybody's okay with 
the approach of not going all in for 2022 because everyone understands this is not a team that's going to be winning the Super Bowl. But at the same time, everyone also wants to see if there's one thing they see in 2022, it is Justin Fields becoming, you know, Justin Herbert, quite frankly, right? Like that's the kind of jump you want to see from him in this season. You still have to provide for your young quarterback. You can't just waste this season. You can't just look at 2023 thinking we got all this cap space. Let's go crazy. Let's build the team right now. In 2022, you still have a young quarterback who needs to take steps in his development. You need to help him with that. It's more than Luke Etsy. It is. It's more than Luke Etsy. It's players. It's the players around him. It's the players protecting him. It's the players catching passes from him. It's all of that. And the Bears haven't done enough, in my opinion. And I don't know what they could do at this point. But I understand it. We'll see what they do in the draft. We'll see what's added later in free agency. But at this point, I would say the answer to my original question is no. They have not done enough for Justin Fields. Well, let's bring in Shiel Kapadia to, to talk about this with us as he joins us here on the Hogan Johns podcast. And you can follow him on Twitter. You should be following him at Shiel Kapadia and reading all of his great content on The Athletic. As we know you do. Shield, we were just talking about really the lack of moves the Bears have made in free agency so far, which I don't think is terribly surprising. Uh, but as the names start to come off the board, the talent comes off the board, guys who could actually protect Justin Fields better, run routes better for him. The question we're kind of addressing right now is have they done enough to help their quarterback take that jump in year two? Where do you stand on that? I love this. This is my kind of podcast. I come in and no pleasant. We don't need to ask about family. I, I join in. You guys are already in the middle of an intense discussion. This is why I love Chicago. Uh, Bears fans doing this podcast. Uh, so so thanks for having me. You know, I think when I looked at the Bears going into this offseason, I totally hear what you're saying. Like priority number one above everything else. Put the pieces around Justin Fields so that you can get a good evaluation. See if he can improve next year. See what you've got with him. Having said that, I do think they were in a tough situation. I mean, they inherited a mess, uh, Ryan Poles, and so you can't just like the first week of free agency, oh, all right, we fixed everything, we're good to go. And so they're kind of in a different situation than some other teams. So uh, I would understand some frustration if you're a Bears fan and say, man, we would love to get uh, a great wide receiver in here or maybe done a little bit more on the offensive line. I think those things are fair. I think they've taken a more methodical, patient approach uh, with free agency, which you know, a lot of years, if you look at it, that's smarter than just going out on day one and spending a lot of money. So I like some of the moves that they made. I do feel like we have an incomplete picture. You know, I, I think you're right. I think if we got all the way up to the draft and you said, hey, this is what they've got, I'd say, man, I, you know, I think they probably would have liked to be a little bit more aggressive in addressing some of those needs offensively. Okay, Shiel. So how's the family? <laughs> Please. Uh, no, I'm in now. I'm in this. Let's keep it going. Yeah. L- let me go to your grades here. Um, so you have the, how should I describe this? The, the daily task of grading all these free agency moves made by these teams. Um, the Bears just signed a fullback. I have not seen your grade on that yet. So you know, just come on, just step you know, it up, Shield. You're giving. I didn't even know that. So you're yeah. breaking news to me. Yeah. <laughs> Blazing game, I believe, is his last name. Um, okay. Defensive end, Al-Qadeen Muhammad, you gave him a B. Defensive lineman, Justin Jones, a B. Wide receiver, Byron Pringle, B+. Offensive lineman, or the Bears' new starting center, Lucas Patrick, 
A minus. So overall, you like what the Bears have done in terms of the cost, the player, the fit, all of that. Uh, I think they've made reasonable moves so far. Yeah, like the the Lucas Pat. I know this sounds like very, you know, like I'm trying to be a football hipster or something that I really like the Lucas Patrick move uh, here. But like those are the kinds of smart moves in free agency to me that really matter. You know, you get a guy who's been a starter, who's played multiple positions, and you're not paying a crazy amount to get him. You know, a, a lot of times, like you look at a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, they needed offensive line help, and they signed Brandon Scherf, who's 30 years old, top of the market, 16 and a half million dollars a year and he's had injury issues like those are the signings that I typically would grade lower because it's like you especially with offensive line you don't always need to swing for a home run like you need guys who are competent who are going to be out there who have some positional versatility so uh, I liked that one you know the defensive line ones uh, they were okay again I think if you're a Bears fan and you say man I wish they would have done a little bit more there after trading Khalil Mack I can totally understand that but at least you're getting younger players uh, who are what 26 27 years old you can talk yourself into them being ascending players maybe their best football is ahead of them and you're paying five six million dollars a year which is not a lot of money if you expect a guy to be a starter specifically but even if they're a uh, rotational player so I like those moves you know Byron Pringle to me is a classic like a lot of times you go into free agency and you say Let's address our needs so that when we go into the draft, we're not saying we have to get someone here or we're totally screwed. You want to be able to, like, the Sunday before uh, the draft starts, say, if we needed to play a game today with the guys we have, we would be able to do that. It doesn't mean we'd have our best players out there and we have a complete roster, but you want to be able to do that. That's kind of how you avoid, in my opinion, mistakes in the draft. So, like, Pringle, that's a classic move that addresses that to me. One year, $6 million, you know, are our Bears fans rushing out and saying, hey, I got you got to get Byron Pringle jerseys in the fan shop. I need those to wear in week one. No, of course, of course, they're not saying that. You might not be that excited about it. At the same time, if he needs to play and is a your second wide receiver, uh, that's not the ideal outcome, but that's okay. If he's your fourth wide receiver, your third wide receiver, that's a great outcome. So you can kind of try to draft over him in the first or second round, and that's how you build depth. So yeah, I think overall, uh, they haven't sort of spent frivolously. The, the Ogan Joby signing probably would have been a little bit more controversial, and, and that didn't end up going through. There are questions with some of these signings. You know, Justin Jones, good player when he's played, has had injury issues. Uh, Kadeen Muhammad, uh, last year, career year, you know, he was a free agent last year, and he only got a one-year, $2.9 million deal. So I'm always a little cautious with those when you say, well, you know, did it really change that much in one year what the league's evaluation was of him? So again, I'm not telling you that these guys are going to lead them to a Super Bowl, but you kind of had to just fill some needs with reasonable contracts. Don't get yourself in a bad position where you're a year from now saying, why did we make those deals? They're screwing up our cap. I think that's kind of what they did. I'm glad you brought up the Jaguars because every year they go crazy. Like (laughs) they, they set the market, they spend outrageously. I think that's a great way to put it. They just yeah. spend, spend and spend and spend, you know, giving guys like Christian Kirk, who have never had a thousand yard <laughs> receiving seasons, you know, outrageous contracts. I they're like the perfect example of trying to buy their way out of trouble. And I can't tell you when it's actually worked out for them. Have you? No, I mean they've been you know probably the worst franchise in the NFL in the last I think in the since uh, Shad Khan bought the team maybe ten years ago or so I think they've had more than six wins one time I mean like in the in this year you know the way the NFL is set up like that is actually hard to do to be that bad. 
for an extended period of time. So one of my off-season rules is don't fall in love, you know, whether it comes with free agency or the or trades or the draft. Like, don't just be like, oh, my God, Christian Kirk, we've got to have this player. You're picturing how he fits in your offense with Trevor Lawrence, and you're saying it's going to be beautiful. And the agent's like, all right, how about a little bit more? All right, you know, how about we go up to 14? Oh, okay, what about 16, 18? Yeah, sure, yeah, come on in. When we, can we fly him in? Like, I don't even know if the Jaguars are negotiating these deals or the agent's calling them going, here's what we want, and they're going, all right, yeah, come come on in. We'll see you at the facility tomorrow. So that is the approach that generally fails in free agency where you look back a year or two later and you go, all right, we can understand why this team is a disaster. Don't fall in love. Why didn't you tell Ryan Pace that in 2017 before the draft? <laughs> Listen, I think I originally wrote it two years ago. Don't fall in love. Uh, you know, you can take that. Uh, if that's life advice, if that's when, you know, you can take that in a number of different directions. I apply life it. Life advice uh, that I'm screwed uh, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I apply it uh, to the NFL. I just think, you know, anytime you feel like, hey, we're one piece away or just, you know, you should always be kind of thinking, what's the worst case scenario if we make this move? Honestly, if I were like a yeah. GM, I would assign one person on my staff. Hey, every move we're thinking about making, you're going to come in. You're going to be the Debbie Downer. Maybe it's, you know, maybe you have a friend who's just negative about everything. Like, you want that guy. And he comes in and he says, all right, you, everyone in here, analytics, coaching, personnel, the owner, you all love this move. Well, let me tell you the ways in which this is going to backfire because you need that balance. Because I mean, anytime you think it's a certain thing and we'll hear it here in draft season, oh, you know, plug this guy in for the next eight years or this guy's a surefire pro bowl. No, they're not. I mean, we see it every year that there's not. And so you have to operate with that understanding of uncertainty and think every move we make, there's a, no matter how much we love it and how many boxes we feel like it's checked, there's always going to be that degree of uncertainty certainty. And I think the GMs that get themselves in trouble, uh, they don't operate that way. We have that guy on this podcast. His name's Kevin Fishbane. Um, <laughs> Fishman, of course. What, we, we bring him yeah. in and he just, you know, he gives us all the reality <laughs> checks. Hey, um, where were you on Larry Ogunjobi before you knew he was going to fail or did fail his physical? And I mean, if, if there's a situation where the market kind of resets given that information and he's available later in the offseason, do you still feel like that's a fit for a lower price for the Bears? Yeah, I didn't think that was a bad move. You know, it was an aggressive move, but uh, to me, he was a really good player last year. Seven sacks, 12 tackles for loss, 16 quarterback hits. I think like every defensive coach I feel like you talk to in the NFL, they're like interior pass rush is hard to find and we will place a premium on that. And so if it's a guy who's under 30 and who's able to give you that, I feel like teams uh, will pay. Now, it's funny because that was that the first day of free? Was it the first day of free agency when they made that move? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like as I'm doing this analysis in real time, I was like, okay, you know, 13 and a half uh, million or, or whatever it was, something close to that. It's not crazy. It's aggressive, but it's not crazy. Now, when you kind of zoom out, like that would have been pretty aggressive because I, you know, I think other than Fletcher Cox is getting one year, 14 million from the Eagles. I think other than that, I don't think there's been an interior defensive lineman who has gotten close to that. Like I think 10 million has been uh, the max there. So uh, yeah, I don't know how that works. If it's like, well, you know, you fail a physical, we have injury concerns, but we still like you. We'd bring you back at this number. If there are hurt feelings where it's like, you know, I understand it. It's a business, but yeah, I, I think he would certainly be, you know, he would fit with their other additions. Guys in their mid to late twenties, have some upside, play a position that you need. Uh, I don't think that would be a bad move. Speaking of hurt feelings and whatnot, I want to talk to you about this quarterback trade market. Cause it's every year 
these quarterback dominoes are, are something to watch. It's like the past three or four years in a row, these, these big trades where these legitimate starters, guys who have been, some of them pro bowlers in this league, are now with different teams. Like, How, how do you feel about Matt Ryan with the Colts? Or here we go with Trubisky in Pittsburgh. Um, other trades, Carson Wentz in Washington. All these musical chairs that now happen with quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. What do you think about this? these markets, these trade markets, and the side part of that is the free agency market that develops now for these veteran quarterbacks? Yeah, the trades are so hard to predict the compensation when I'm trying to look ahead and do analysis because every time you think, no way is a team going to give up X and Y for quarterback X, you know, like Sam Darnold last offseason. People are going, no one's going to give it. And then all of a sudden, it's three picks, including a second rounder. This offseason, like the Colts owner is literally standing outside his, uh, you know, his jet or whatever it was, letting the world know that like basically Carson Wentz is not stepping foot in my building again. And so you would think, oh, man, you're kind of losing some leverage there. And then you get two picks, a third and another third that can turn into a second. So even with someone like Baker Mayfield, uh, maybe it will turn out that there's not a great market for him and that teams will have to take on his salary. But I'm always kind of like, just wait. You know, there, there's typically one team that gets kind of desperate. So we'll see uh, what happens with Baker and Jimmy Garoppolo are sort of the two guys still out there. And then the Panthers and the Seahawks, I think, are the two teams that uh, probably could make a move. But kind of zooming out, my, my big picture thing with quarterbacks right now is you have to swing for the fences. You know, yep. it's like, uh, I feel like I, I'm pretty sure you guys are uh, around my age, maybe a little bit younger, but I feel like there was a time like growing up where it was like, you could pick out eight, 10 teams any season. And they're just like, this team has no chance to even sniff the playoffs because their quarterback is so terrible. Uh, it's just not going to happen for them. And I feel like that's changed. You know, now I feel like you look at most quarterback situations in the NFL, you certainly have the elite guys. And then you have this tier and it's a big tier of kind of the middle class where it's like, Hey, if things break their way, they could win nine or 10 games and make the playoffs next year with this guy. And then you have kind of the younger guys who are unknowns, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. But I feel like the mistakes teams make now are when they look at one of those guys in that middle grouping and say we have to have one of those guys and let's trade multiple picks and pay a lot of money for him like the like Washington did with Carson Wentz I mean you know you could have had Teddy Bridgewater for one year six and a half million dollars or you could have Carson Wentz for 28.3 million dollars plus a third plus a third that turns into a second now you might think Wentz is a better quarterback I would bet if they both played 17 games next year, their, their statistics would be pretty similar. And so I think you don't want to overpay for competency right now. So you, you want to like accumulate your assets. And then if you're a team that doesn't have a guy this year, you say, let's just chill. Like I thought the Trubisky move was fine by the Steelers. If they have to play Trubisky this year, that's fine. He's not going to be great, but like, you know, you're not going to be scoring like seven points a game. Like he can be uh, okay for you. You can address it in the draft. It's not an either or proposition. I mean, you sign Trubisky for $7 million, and then you draft Malik Willis. To me, great plan. You know, it might not work out, but that is a smart plan over doing something like trading for Carson Wentz. So uh, I think a lot of teams, and this isn't, you know, my unique opinion. I'm sure a lot of people have made this point. Watch that Bills-Chiefs game with Mahomes and Josh Allen. 
and just kind of sat back and maybe thought we felt one way about our quarterback situation like a week ago, but like, do we have a guy that can compete in that type of environment and put everyone on his back and lift everyone around him? And it doesn't mean you necessarily have that guy right now, but do you have a guy with that upside? You know, the bears would say, yeah, we feel like if everything breaks for Justin Fields, um, he can play in that game. The Cardinals would say, if we improve with Kyler Murray, he can play in that game. Lamar, I mean, you can name, I would say probably like eight to 10 guys who feel confident. Uh, Again, it doesn't mean it's going to work out, but it's a valid swing to take. And so uh, that's kind of how I feel with the way, with a lot of these moves that are being made. Like don't give up a lot to get the middle of the road guy who might win you nine or 10 games next year. Be patient and take some big swings. But that's the desperation of the position, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not enough. Yeah. And it's also easy for me to say because like job security plays into it, as you guys know, having covered the Bears. I mean, sometimes uh, it's easy for me to sit here in my home office and say, do that. Uh, if I were a GM and I just moved my family to a city and man, we're on the hot seat and I'm saying to the owner, yeah, we're just going to chill here for a year and hopefully, you know, something becomes available next year. Uh, he might be like, I don't think so. That's not why I hired you. So there are different uh, dynamics that come into play. And you're right. I mean, it is supply and demand, but I, I do feel like we're in a weird time where uh, Um, the supply of at least like okay guys is higher than it's been in a long time. I mean, I don't love Marcus Mariota, but if you want to sign Marcus Mariota for $7 million uh, for a year while you get some things in order and figure it out, to me, uh, that's more of a worthwhile plan than trading multiple premium picks for somebody who's probably not going to get you anywhere anyway. What did you think about the Devontae Adams trade? Yeah, you know, that that was another one of those, as you guys know, terms get disclosed right away, and then a day or two later, it changes. So at the time, um, you know, I think that's one where we have to look at two teams in very different situations. I mean, the Packers should be approaching this like the Rams, like all in. We've got Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVPs. He's 38 years old. Like, we need to win right now. And so I hated it for them. And people said, what are you talking about? They got a first and a second. They didn't have to pay him. And I said, that's fine. Talk to me in week three next year when you're going, Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to. And, you know, you can say they could find this year's A.J. Brown or Justin Jefferson. And that's true. They could. But that's like, you know, there's there's possible and then there's, there's probable. And for every Justin Jefferson, there are two or three guys who go through the usual growing pains of a rookie wide receiver. And so there are no guarantees there. And so uh, to me, everything is about offensive efficiency. And the Packers had offensive efficiency the last two years. They were knocking on the door. To me, I would have said, listen, Devontae, I know you want to play with Derek Carr, but you're on the franchise tag and we really value you and we're going to pay you a lot of money. And, you know, if you want to sit out the year uh, and give up $20 million, that's fine, but we just can't give you up. That's where you got to work on the relationships and be like, we have the leverage. That's what the franchise tag is for. So uh, I didn't like it from the Packers' perspective at all. We'll see what they do the rest of the offseason. And then the Raiders, I can understand it. It makes them more exciting. It makes them tougher to defend. So I think um, you know it's reasonable in that respect. At the same time, you're giving up a first and a second for a wide receiver who's going to turn 30 years old uh, this year, and you're paying him at the top of the market. That's just going to come with risk. I mean, if it's a great wide receiver who's on a like rookie contract or if it's somebody who's 27 years old, maybe I feel a little bit differently. Uh, typically, I like when teams are aggressive and just kind of are like, let's go get a great player. And Adams is a great player. So uh, I wouldn't say it was a terrible move, but... You know, I also am not confident like others that all of a sudden the Raiders are Super Bowl contenders. 
Absolutely. All right, Shield. A lot of great insight. We appreciate you joining us today. Uh, I want to make sure our listeners and viewers are following you on Twitter at Shield Kapadia. Check out all his great work, all those grades on The Athletic. Uh, and if you're not subscribed, make sure you go check it out, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Thanks, Shield. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Thanks, Shield. All right, there he is, Shield Kapadia, who's been uh, really just a workhorse during free agency. You could say he's doing more work than the Bears are. You'd probably be you'd probably be you'd probably be wrong though. They're still working. Yeah. Not signing, but working. Working. Which yeah. is fine. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Adam. That's linkedin.com slash Adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. What would you give the grade uh, on the fullback? Uh, C? You know, A++++ because it's a fullback. Oh, you like fullbacks that much, huh? I like having a fullback on the team. I feel like the last noteworthy fullback on the team was Paul Lasicki, and he forever changed Kyle Long's career. How dare you disrespect Michael Burton like that? Oh, yeah. Mitch's old roommate. And Michael Burton actually was a solid player. Maybe Paul Lasicki was just some more headlines because, again, Kyle Long's career was never the same again. Yeah, he's the one that rolled up Kyle Long. Now, I would have gone out and gotten Alec Ingold, who's been a very good player with the Raiders. And they surprisingly let him go, and he signed with Miami. Um, but I also don't think... This seems like a signing where the Bears are like flirting with the idea of using a fullback. And maybe not all the way in. 
And that's your fullback breakdown here on Hogan Johns. <laughs> it's been that type of free agency. It really has. And uh, there's you know, still some they, like notable names available out there. Give me two. Bobby Wagner, <laughs> Jadavian Clowney, Odell Beckham yeah. Jr., Stephon Gilmore. They're older guys. Those are some names. Jarvis Landry. Those, Mentioned him some, earlier. Some of those guys ends up end up like waiting for a while. Maybe post draft. Maybe even in a training camp sometimes. Someone's gonna need a need a body. Remember Jason I mean Jason Peters is a great, perfect example. Yeah, but he was like thirty eight. Yeah, but I'm just saying Brian every Matthews year, thirty. Every year there's a couple of those guys that wait all the way till August. And everybody I just listed, there's a starter on your team. A starter on this Bears team. Yeah, I take Bobby Wagner. You tell me he's better than Nicholas Morrow? Yeah, I'm telling you that. But does he play the position that the Bears have already decided Roquan Smith's going to play? I don't care. He can figure it out with Roquan Smith and Bobby Wagner. <laughs> yeah, Couldn't probably. you for a year or two? Yeah, I would think so. I generally just don't like the idea that you're just the Bears just can't go full. Re- There's no such thing as a full rebuild to me. That that's what I'm struggling with too, and I think there's already too many pieces on this team that prevent the team from being that bad. Like beyond just providing for Justin Fields, like your, your team still wants to be competent, respectable. Also, and one thing we broke down on on the CHGO Bears podcast today. Have you seen the quarterbacks they're about to play this year? It's not a daunting list. The NFC North isn't daunting. It got worse because of the Devontae Adams trade. Absolutely. Like even even in the most extreme case of the quarterbacks you play this year, Aaron Rodgers is far away the best. Although Josh Allen's on the schedule too, so he's there. But other than that, you know, there's a pretty big step down to Mac Jones, to Kirk Cousins, to Zach Wilson. It's that middle tier. Well, Zach Wilson's in that lower tier, but but that middle middle class tier that. She was just talking about. I just I don't think it's that crazy that in a lot of these games you go into, you would actually say, Oh yeah, I'd prefer to have Justin Fields as my cornerback. Like that's a to me, that's a real thing that could happen this year. And if we're in like week four, week five, and we're still talking about how they can't protect him, that's tough to swallow. How nobody's open. Yeah, that's the like this wide I mean, receiver was a, group is worse right now. Yeah, I mean that was a conversation we were having when they had Allen Robinson. Yep. Like, why is nobody open now? Some of that was scheme related. Probably some of that was Allen Robinson related. Some of that was probably Justin Fields related. But you need upgrades at those positions. That position, that's a premier position. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens here. Um, I feel like I keep saying that. Like, let's give it a couple more days. Let's see. Let's see who else comes in. Like here. People are telling us to be patient, but again, free agency in itself is not a patient process. It doesn't lend to patience. Yeah. Well, you heard it even there from Shiel. Like you, obviously, he's very 
he definitely falls in that category of, you know, be cautious, don't spend too much money. But then he also said there at the end, if there's a great player available, it's okay to be aggressive to go get him, like Devontae Adams. So, and that's why the Chargers still went out and were aggressive in getting Khalil Mack. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's elite and special playmakers on either side of the ball that are still available. I mean, Bobby Wagner's probably past his prime, but Bobby Wagner is a starter in the Chicago Bears. You know, I could go down this whole list of players that are still available and call them starters for the Bears. (laughs) That in itself is a problem. All right. Well, we'll be back Thursday. Maybe there'll be more signings. But um, I do appreciate Shil Kapati coming on today. Really good stuff. The uh, Vikings, by the way, did sign Zedarius Smith today. Three-year deal, I believe. So he stays in the NFC North after almost going to the Ravens. He was supposedly in agreement to go back to the Ravens. That falls through. He ends up going to Minnesota and joining the Vikings. Um, so. All right. And they re-signed Sean Mannion. Who? Backup quarterback, Sean. Oh, Manning. the tall guy. Yeah, the tall guy. Who should be in that category of like Chase Daniel. Just keeps getting paid and paid and paid and never play. Which is good for him. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, the big news of the day for the Chicago Bears they have a fullback, Kari Blazingame. It's a great name. It's a great name. And I like fullback, so I'm okay with it. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read us. I'm at allchgo.com. Johns, he's on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Please subscribe on uh, YouTube and hit the notification button. Appreciate you guys. And check out the CHGO Bears podcast too, Monday through Friday. We had Brian Erlacher on yesterday if you want to check that out. He was as unfiltered as I've ever heard him, Johns. A lot of swear words. Just F-bombs flying. I fucking love it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. No. That was that was good. That was good. All right. That was Johnsy, by the way. For everybody listening to their cars with their children. No, it wasn't. Okay. It was me. Alright, we will uh we'll talk to you out Thursday. Talk to you. See ya. The Packers. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Gold Bears.